I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 496 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, as I promised you in episode 492 with Megatron NFL Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson Jr., today I am joined by Megatron's business partner and Detroit Lions teammate, Rob Sims. Rob Sims was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks in the 2006 NFL Draft after playing his college football at Ohio State, where he won the national championship. In 2005, Rob was named team captain of the Buckeyes, along with A.J. Hawk and Nick Mangold, both of whom I've had the pleasure of interviewing right here on First Class Fatherhood. You can check those interviews out in the archives of the show. In 2010, Rob was traded from the Seahawks to the Detroit Lions, where he met his future business partner, Calvin Johnson. Together, they have launched a cannabis business called Primitive, They have also formed a partnership with Harvard University to support medical cannabis research and its effects on CTE. We're going to hit on that and so much more. Rob Sims will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Rob Sims was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And if you guys did miss my interview with Calvin Johnson Jr., please flip it back to episode 492 and take a listen to Megatron's fatherhood journey. And as I mentioned there, Rob's co-captains, A.J. Hawk and Nick Mangold, both joined me here on the podcast, as well as many other NFL dads. In fact, I have had at least one dad from every NFL team on the podcast here. So no matter what team you root for, you will be able to find a guest who has played for that team. So take a look through the archives of the podcast and check them all out. Make sure you guys are following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements, including my very special guest for the 500th episode of First Class Fatherhood. What a milestone we're about to hit here. So don't miss out on that. Follow me on Instagram. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please hit me with that rating and review. And as always, guys, Please spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'll be right back with Rob Sims. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Right, Dad. Sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. Joining me now, first-class father, Rob Sims. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Me, me and my babies are not here. <laughs> All right, well, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've got three. I've got uh, my daughter, Michaela's 10. My son, Robert III, is eight. Um, and Zanai here is three years old. Wow, very cool. What, what kind of sports or activities are they all into? 
So, you know, we, we kind of let them just be kids when they're younger. Uh, my parents allowed me to do that and just kind of be a kid and run around and, and kind of find my way. And, um, you know, my, uh, my oldest is starting to do a little volleyball. He likes a little basketball. You know, she's about 5'3", so she's going to be a tall one. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing where they all fall sports-wise. Very cool. Rob, if you could, please just take one minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Um, so I'm a former NFL player, um, turned entrepreneur. Um, I, I got really into real estate, and um, as of as of recently, um, I've been building a cannabis build business with uh, my partner and one of my best friends, Calvin Johnson. Uh, so we uh, now we uh, the the primitive brand is 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 is, uh, is is what we put out in the market right now. So it, it's a uh, it's a good thing, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, good stuff. I'm going to hit on Primitive in just a minute here. If you could, Rob, take us back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey here. About how old were you then when you first became a, a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, I was I was 28 when we had Michaela. Um, you know, I'll be you know I'll be 38 this year. So you know, it's been uh, been been 10 years since I almost 11 years since I've been a dad. Um, and you know, when you're when you're younger, you know, you're just you're just selfish, man. You're worried about yourself and your career and, and all that and, and having uh, having Michaela definitely shifted my focus more into uh, the legacy uh, I want to leave for them um, and, uh, you know, just just for our family. So um, it's definitely shifted my focus and focus more on them and what I can build for them and I build for myself. And it's been a uh, you know, it, it's been it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, very well said, Rob. And what would you consider to be the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? <laughs> you know, definitely like, you know, hard work, uh, perseverance, um, you know, being, a, being an NFL football player and being an entrepreneur. Um, I think the thing I've learned the most is that you just got to keep on moving and keep going through the hard, the hard days. And uh, life isn't meant to be easy by any means. It's meant to be tough. Um, even though we've been a, a, afforded some luxuries in our lives, you know, Thing, you're still going to have bad days and you're going to have to be able to get up and get to those bad days um, just as you can do the good days. So um, for me, that's what I want them to learn, um, just to keep moving. Yeah, awesome, Rob. And I know you played about nine seasons, I think, in the NFL it was. Uh, now, did having kids, becoming a dad, influence your, your decision to retire from the NFL or, or was it time for you to go? You know, I think it was just time for me to go. Um you know, my father actually played in the NFL, played for the Cleveland Browns, and my father-in-law, Tony Nathan, used to play for the Dolphins. So uh, football is very much the family business uh, for a couple of generations here. So, um, you know, I kind of knew the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it looks like to transition out of the league. And um, for me and, and what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur, um, it was it was perfect. It was it was perfect in time for me to leave. And, um, you know, I'm glad I did and um, have, you know, haven't looked back since. Yeah. And, and Rob, one thing I talk about uh, on my show, I mean, uh, uh, both of my parents passed away before I became a father myself. So sometimes I talk about it as parenting without parents. And I know your father passed, I believe, before you had kids as well. So uh, is there any kind of like traditions? Is there any, anything from your father's um, parenting that you kind of bring into your parenting uh, style as a dad? Yeah, you know, that, that's crazy. You know, you know, it was uh, it's been 15 years yesterday since he passed away yesterday. Uh, so, you know, always, always a tough day, tough week. But um, I think that the thing that, you know, he instilled in me the most is is just to, just to work hard, you know, just to work hard and, and to always put your put your best foot forward um, in whatever you do. 
And, um, you know, not always look for the gratitude behind that. You know, he was very much just like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this for this person and don't need any kind of don't need any kind of gratitude. And I try to teach this to my kids, you know, give freely. You know, it's not about, you know, getting anything in return when you give to somebody. You just give them your time. You're here to serve folks. And um, he was the best example of a servant I could ever find. And so I try to do that for my kids. And hopefully they pick up on that. They can they can do the same for the next generation. Yeah, very well said, Rob. And I know you say finding a way to serve. I know philanthropy is something that's big with you. And obviously now I want to hit on the, the primitive here. Uh, what what was the genesis of you and Calvin starting the primitive brand, the, the primitive group? And, and uh, what can you tell the listeners about it? Well, you know, we, we've always thought that uh, the plant and cannabis was great for when we were playing, when we were done playing, as far as using cannabis and finding different applications for cannabis. And really, you know, I, I look at ourselves more in the quality of life business than just in the just in the cannabis business. I, I see the cannabis business is just like one spoke in our wheel um, and we have much more things to conquer. Um, but just just really wanting to be able to provide not only players, but people that are dealing with pain and neurocognitive disease and other ailments, a safe alternative uh, other than pain medication and just give people you know relief. Um, so it started with cannabis real estate and that just kept on going So now we have our own cannabis brand. So never thought in a million years I would be in the cannabis business, uh, but I'm here and I'm proud of it. I'm looking forward to what we can build here. Yeah. And, and Rob, I, I'm really, I think it's exciting to see so many different cannabis businesses, you know, geared towards chronic pain because I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict myself. Uh, smoked weed my almost my entire life, and and I, now I'm I'm clean and sober from everything for about three years. But my experience uh, with marijuana ha- was is completely different than my experience with oxycodone. I became addicted to that, and it that, that was just a, a nightmare on wheels. And so it's great that people can have these alternatives. Um, you, you know, to cr- dealing with chronic pain, such as the cannabis brand. Now, what do you think? One thing I know that's different here for, for me uh, towards the end of when I was smoking as, as opposed to when I was a teenager is it's gotten so much stronger. The, T, the THC levels have just ballooned in, in the marijuana. What are the THC levels? What is the cannabis? What is the difference between the cannabis that you guys are dealing with other than, like, you would say the street cannabis that these guys are getting? Well, you know, I think, you know, our focus um, as, a, as a company is not so much like on the, on the TAC content, even though we have some strains that are in the upper, you know, upper 20s, uh, which is every, you know, everybody's looking for almost 30. You know, we have those strains, but, you know, for us and the way we want to educate people is really about the total package of not just the TAC, but the CBD, the CBG, the CBN, everything that's involved in the overall makeup of the plant. And, uh, not only TAC and CBD can help, but all these other minors can help as well. And there's an entourage effect about them all kind of being together. Um, so um, I, I think I think you know that's just something that we're going to have to educate folks over time. And I think new users will understand that a lot better than the actual connoisseur uh, understands. But um, it's a it's a wide open field, a wide open um, opportunity for us to be able to educate folks on you know what's next in the space. Yeah, I think that's the key word, too, is education, getting people to understand the difference between what it is. So uh, I think it's awesome to see 
so many different people getting involved in it now. It's become you know an industry for so many people now, giving people jobs, creating jobs in the field and everything too. So I think it's a win all the way around. And then bringing it back into you as a father here, Rob, uh, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? You know, I'm probably not the best disciplinarian with them. I'm kind of, I'm kind of the cool dad. I, you know, I've worked a lot of hours, uh, whether it be on the field or in our business. Um, you know, my wife is probably more the disciplinarian of our children. Um, of course, I step in and I play security when she needs me to play security. But we got pretty good kids, uh, so I, I, you know, I'm probably more of the fun dad. Everybody get along, dad. Uh, if I, if, if you know, I could say so, but. Um, you know, my dad was very similar. He worked a lot of hours. He worked two, three jobs my whole life growing up. When I got to actually see him and be a part of him, it was an absolute treat. Um, I remember waking up at 2, 3 in the morning, him cooking waffles, and us eating, sitting there eating waffles, man. So it's, it's things like that I try to be around for my kids. We do pancake breakfast every Saturday. Uh, that's something I've kind of, you know, learned from my dad, just the, you know, just the eating aspect and feeding people aspect. So um, I, would, I would say disciplinary-wise, I'm probably the softie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good stuff. And, and and then how about as far as, you know, one thing that's, I know you, I think you said your son was eight years old. What, one of the challenges or, or difficult decisions for a lot of parents, a lot of dads out there is whether or not to allow their kids to play tackle football, contact football. So um, what kind, what's your advice? How do you kind of feel? What's a good age uh, for kids to start playing tackle football? You know, I didn't, I didn't play until I was in seventh grade. My dad didn't play in his seventh grade. My father-in-law didn't play until later on in his career. Calvin didn't play in seventh grade. Um, you know, I, I, I like little league ball. I think it's great to learn kids' discipline. And, you know, kids want to play as much as they can. Um, they won't have the opportunity to go as far as I can. But, you know, for me and my family, I think waiting until they're a little farther along, they're growing into their bodies a little bit more, understand the game a little bit more before putting them out there. And, uh, you know, my dad never put football on me. We hardly even watched the game together. You know, it was, it, you know, our focus was somewhere else. And the game kind of found me. You know, one day I walked out on the field, I hit somebody with a bag and realized, like, I'm bigger and stronger than everybody else. I should probably play this game. And, uh, you know, I was able to turn that into a nine-year NFL career, a national champion with Ohio State. So if the game is for him, it'll find him, and we won't be able to say no. Um, I'll just be here to support him whichever way he decides. Yeah, incredible. And obviously, you know, that we had the pandemic here and, and that kind of shifted a lot, especially these kids that were seniors in high school that had their their senior years kind of get wiped out or juniors. It's a it's a time where they really had these colleges looking at them and stuff. Uh, you, you've been through all of this scenario. So what, what advice do you have for the parents out there that have these high performing uh, football players or athletes that are looking to go next level? The game has changed so much, social media aspects of it and all. So what could you say to the parents that have these kids that that have this God given ability and the talent and are looking to go next level you know i think it's just so important to, to think about what the right fit is you know the one thing that my parents did that i i would tell the parents to do is we would just pack up the car and go visit a college you know i we would take trips to north carolina from ohio to go see wake forest um, went down to south carolina went to Pitt, went to wisconsin michigan state and of course ohio state which i ended up going but you know, all that was really on my parents' dime, and it was all about exposing me to college and really um, getting me to understand that I had a choice. And ultimately, they made it my—they made it my choice. They made their opinions, which was not Ohio State at the time. Um, but for me, it was—it was a no-brainer, and 
I was able to go, and like I said, I'm a, I'm a national champion. You know, was able to win a couple Big Ten championships, and was a captain of the team of a you know historic university. So uh, I think I chose right. Yeah, it worked out pretty well, I would say. Yeah. And you mentioned they were doing the pancake breakfast on uh, on Saturday. What what does your bedtime routine look like with your three year old? There, are, are you a storyteller, or a, a book reader? Are you a lullaby guy? How do you kind of handle bedtime? You know, we we do a lot of praying. You know, we just pray over our family. We pray over, uh, you know, pray over school. Uh, just pray over anything that they're going on. I want them to understand and, and know that uh, you know faith is a big part of, you know, being 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 a successful person and just being a person in general. So, uh, you know, we we definitely we definitely pray. Um, they always want to they always want to you know cuddle up on the couch and do movies and stuff like that when I can. So that's kind of our that's kind of our thing. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, uh, Rob, um, all six of us, like I said, I have four kids myself. We all uh, sit down and eat dinner at 6 o'clock every night. We all pray together before dinner. It's my favorite part of the day. It's when all the technology kind of goes away and we get a chance to connect with, with the one-on-one time. And that leads me into this. Like, a lot of us struggle with the screen time, myself included here. I find myself using this phone a lot more than I want to be. Uh, so how do you kind of handle the technology and screen time and stuff like that with your kids? You know, we could definitely be better at it. Uh, our kids are, you know, I call them, you know, iPad, you know, junkies, man. They're just always on the iPad talking to their friends. You know, the pandemic has made it that much worse because they couldn't, you know, go outside and be around people. So a lot of it was about, uh, you know, connecting virtually, but you know, now, now that everything's kind of lifted a little bit more, you know, I'm like, Hey, you need to get back out there and start shooting the basket a little bit more and get outside. And, you know, it's been good to see them kind of transition back, back to outside. That's been great. Yeah, same over here. The, the pandemic really kind of put the damper on everything. I feel like we had a somewhat of a good handle on it before this happened, and then they got pushed online virtually, and then it just became uh, it became a little too much at one point there. So uh, what do you got next coming up for you here, Rob? Uh, what kind of goals or plans you got for yourself for the future here? You know, I just want to continue to, to build the business. Um, you know, we're happy where we are. We've got a lot other things um, that kind of come along with the business. I talked about primitive just being one spoke. Um, of what we're what we're trying to do, like you know, we're really in the quality of life business. So I'm just excited, really, to roll those things out to the world. I'm really excited about just just you know, continuing to turn the page and turn over new chapters in my life, uh, and my kids and my wife to be there for it, and for us to just enjoy it. Know there's going to be some struggles, and know we got to fight, but the fact that we're going to be able to we're going to be able to get through it no matter what it is. So I'm just, look, I'm just looking forward to continuing to, to move forward in my life. Awesome. R- really good stuff, Rob. And the last thing I want to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? You got to have patience. You got to have patience. My little one over here is, is, is going crazy, slamming books in my office and stuff like that. But, you know, I just got to keep my composure and keep my patience and stay on task. Um, and, and just deliver a good message for the podcast. So, you know, you, you, you new fathers out there, just have, just have, uh, just have patience. Um, it's never easy, uh, but you can make it. Yeah, well said. I love the message. Uh, this has been an honor for me. i got to say, Rob Sims, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. I appreciate it.
back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Rob Sims for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you guys follow me over there on Instagram at Alec underscore Ace because I'll be dropping my upcoming guest announcements, including a very special father-son guest that I'm going to be having for my 500th episode of First Class Fatherhood. I can't believe we're about to hit this milestone, so get over there, follow me on Instagram, find out who it'll be, and so much more. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood, and please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are First Class Fathers. Thank you.